the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. We're not, as some would have us believe, doomed to an inevitable decline. I do not believe in a fate that will fall on us no matter what we do. I do believe in a fate that will fall on us if we do nothing. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it, we will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right on AM 1420, The Answer. Here's your host, Bob France. Yes, indeed. Good morning. Seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock. On a Thursday, it's the 10th morning of the third month of the year of our Lord, 2022. Thanks for being with us. We have a lot of very important things to talk about today and a couple of very important people to talk with uh, uh, to talk with about them. One of them is Jim Jordan. Congressman Jordan will be with us at 935 this morning to update us on what's going on in Eastern Europe with respect to our... Um, uh, our support, our aid, a House vote yesterday to send billions of dollars in aid to Ukraine to try to ward off and fend off the ongoing attacks and invasion of Vladimir Putin's Russia. So we're going to get his thoughts on that. Then we'll talk about what's going on here at home domestically as a result of that, particularly with skyrocketing gas prices with no end in sight. And the Biden administration and Peppermint Patty, Madam Circleback, insisting on a daily basis this is all because of Russia. Ignoring completely 13 months of rising gas prices long before Russia ever invaded Ukraine. Jim Jordan will join us to talk about that at 9.35. And at 10.10, Dr. Everett Piper joins us for his weekly commentary on a couple of very important issues, including, is Joe Biden actually Winston Smith? I'll let you ponder that and uh, listen up, and we'll talk about it with Dr. Piper coming up at 1010. So Jim Jordan and Dr. Everett Piper will be our guests this morning. Got a couple of other important announcements to get to, but I do not want to do those until we get to our morning Pledge of Allegiance. So if you are a patriot, oh, and by the way, don't stand yet because I want to say something. I don't want to make you stand there too long. Um, somebody sent me on Facebook yesterday another picture of his flag. Because I have been asking you to send me pictures of whatever flag you have, whether it's an image of a flag, a picture of a flag, a sticker of a flag, or an actual flag. What What is it that you face uh, whenever I ask you to stand and face the flag every morning for our pledge? 
and I've had people sending them to me, and I kept saying, I'm going to put them in a photo gallery on my website, which is yet to be completed. Well, that website is now completed, but I only have a handful of those flags posted in the photo gallery because, well, because it took a long time for the website to be completed, and I really have misplaced some of them. So I'm going to ask you, if you would, email a picture of your flag to me, all right? Email a picture of your flag to me at alwayswrite1420 at yahoo.com. Alwayswrite1420 at yahoo.com. That'll go directly to me. It's the email address I'm using for my new website, which is now active and live. We made it live last night around 5.30, 6 o'clock p.m., so I would love for you to visit alwayswrite.us, and there will be a gallery of your flags. Right now there's only a handful, but a whole bunch of people sent them to me that I just can't quite find at the moment. I can hunt and search, but it might be tough. It would be a lot easier if you just resend me a picture of your flag. Email it to me at uh, alwayswrite1420, alwayswrite1420 at yahoo.com, so that I can put those flags on the webpage as I promised. Now, having said that, go ahead and rise and face whatever that flag is for you. Put your hand on your heart and join us for our pledge. If you are a leftist Biden voter who is proud to send the cackling, giggling, bumbling, stumbling, buffoonish, cartoonish, ignorant Kamala Harris to represent you on the world stage in Poland right now, then you have no pride in this country anyway. If you're proud of that, then you are not proud of this country anyway. So you're welcome to say our pledge, but I know you'll probably be more comfortable taking a knee next to Russian prisoner Brittany Griner and your favorite ex-quarterback. For the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Yeah, it is. Um, it is every bit of that, my friends. It is every bit of that. I want you to. I want you to listen to the latest mashup of ignorance, unpreparedness, stupidity. I, I'm looking for new words. I mean, she forces me to pull out a thesaurus. I haven't done it yet, but I will. She, she literally is forcing. You know how the left likes to make up new words to describe whatever somebody decides is their quote-unquote identity? You know, they like to make those words up. There can be an X-E for, for Z instead of he or she. i got to make up new words to describe Kamala Harris, but not by pronoun, but by adjective. Because there's only so many ways to say stupid. There's only so many ways to say that this woman is a blithering idiot. And like I said, don't, don't get me wrong. God bless her. If you're going to go idiot, I prefer that you go full blithering. But I'll tell you what, she takes it to another level, and more importantly, and more disturbingly, she does it on the world stage. Now, I, I posted a couple of days ago what I talked about on the air when we found out that Kamala was going. Uh, the headline two days ago was, Biden sends Harris to Eastern Europe. And I posted... Good God, this should terrify you if you are either American or Ukrainian. Those words should terrify you. 
as should these. Harris about to take on much bigger role in U.S. response to Russia-Ukraine war. That's a headline. That should terrify you. Because I don't know that I've ever heard a public a public official, a public figure in this high of a position, a hair, a, a breath, a heartbeat away from the presidency, who is this mentally unprepared and incompetent to handle the most menial of tasks. How she became a senator, I'll never understand. Oh, wait a minute. I guess I do. Willie Brown certainly does. So she's speaking yesterday at a press conference with the Polish president, and she wanted you to know that she knew exactly where she was. Where, where was she? Well, let's, uh, let, let's let her tell you. I am here, standing here on the northern flank, on the eastern flank, talking about what we have in terms of the eastern flank and our NATO allies. <laughs> what? What? I'm here, standing, right here. She wanted you to know that she was there. Where that is, no earthly idea. On the northern flank, the eastern flank, the northern east of the east of the northern flank. Maybe it was the northeastern flank. Maybe it was the eastern north flank. Maybe she was in a country that she couldn't identify if you put her on the spot. Maybe she's in a country she didn't even know. I don't know. But she wanted you to know that she was here, and she wasn't seated. No, she wanted to emphasize she's standing. Listen. I am here, standing here on the northern flank, on the eastern flank, talking about what we have in terms of the eastern flank and our NATO allies, and what is at stake at this very moment. What is at stake this very moment? are some of the guiding principles around the NATO alliance, and in particular, the issue and the importance of defending sovereignty and territorial integrity, in this case of Ukraine. That was only marginally, and I emphasize marginally better, than her elementary explanation on a radio show, an urban radio show, uh, a syndicated radio show with a largely black audience when she talked down to her black audience, despite her status as the first quote-unquote black, otherwise known as person of color, uh, female vice president. And that What you just heard was almost just barely marginally better than the original. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. I am here, standing here on the northern flank, on the eastern flank, talking about what we have in terms of the eastern flank and our NATO allies. <laughs> I am here, standing here on the northern flank, on the eastern flank, talking about what we have in terms of the eastern flank and our NATO allies. You know what I'm thinking as, as we listen to these clips of, of Kamala Harris' word salad? Now, when she does a word salad in front of just an American audience, uh, giggles during an interview and asks a very simple question, uh, but she doesn't have the answer to, when she does that to Craig Melvin or if she does it in front of a, a room of, of donors or supporters in America, it's, it's one thing. When Joe Biden intentionally sends her to the world stage, and the entire world is watching and covering the Russian invasion of Ukraine, 
when he sends her to a place where she, he knows she is going to have the eyes of the world upon her and the ears of the world uh, pricked up to hear her, knowing what she does and how she sounds, I can't help but think that this is his way of payback for what they're doing to him. Now, you've heard a number of people, myself included, talking about elder abuse, calling Jill Biden, the first lady, kind of calling her out for allowing her husband to be exploited in the way that he is. He's clearly mentally deficient. He is cognitively in steep, steep decline. He cannot process things. He cannot get long statements out without serious, serious pauses, uh, refocusing of thoughts, uh, missed words, and so forth. It's, it's very evident. And a lot of us say, you know what? And you watch them lead him around by the elbow as he leaves the stage because he doesn't know where to go. And, and there's, a, there's an assistant who's walking around leading him by the elbow almost as if a nurse in a home helping somebody in his white robe and his slippers, shuffle along down to the activity room. That's what it looks like. And many people have said this is elder abuse, making this guy who is clearly not cognizant enough to know what he's doing, do it anyway and embarrass himself in such a way, right? I kind of feel like this is Joe paying it forward. I kind of feel like it's, well, if they're going to embarrass me like this, hey, Kamala, um, know where Poland is? Yeah, it's a country in Europe. You you probably have talked about that before, right? So Ukraine is a country in Europe. Yeah, this is another one. I want you to go there. I want you to talk to their person, prime minister, president. I don't know. You figure it out. And when you get there, uh, make a speech on our behalf. Make some remarks. Hold a press conference and tell everybody what you think about it. I almost feel like it's paying it forward, but in reverse, it's paying it backwards. Joe says if they're going to embarrass the hell out of me because I can't do these things, I'm going to send the idiot of our ticket uh, over to Europe and let her be embarrassed for a while. Make me look good by comparison. Here's what I'll do. I'll send Kamala to Poland right there near the border anyway, even though she doesn't know what direction that border is. But I'll let Kamala go over there, look and sound like what she is, a, a, a dunce, a, a literal mental midget, and people will say, man, I hope Biden doesn't croak. Man, I hope Biden doesn't plan on going anywhere. Man, I hope there's no 25th Amendment invoked, because if he goes, that is what we have. I almost feel like he's doing it on purpose. You want a little bit more evidence? This is just so cringeworthy, it's hard to describe. She's at a podium actually two podiums with with herself and the Polish president, and they are taking questions from the press there about what they are doing, uh, their two nations are doing, about the Ukrainian crisis. And there has been some dispute, by the way, about providing um, uh, planes uh, for uh, uh, from Poland to Ukraine to use, excuse me, to be replaced and restocked and backfilled by American uh, uh, F-16s. So anyway... They're talking together to the press about what they're doing. Now, I want you to listen to this reporter ask about Ukrainian refugees. And then I want you to tell me if you have ever heard of a, of a public figure, particularly an executive, like the Vice President of the United States, actually giggle and laugh at the notion of Ukrainian refugees and the struggles that they are experiencing. 
Listen. Thank you, Madam Vice President. I wanted to ask you about some reporting that my colleague here in Poland noticed. He recently spoke with the mayor of the largest border town who told him that the refugee system is essentially not set up for this, that it will collapse. It's an improvised system that can work for maybe two weeks, but not indefinitely. And I'm wondering what the United States is going to do more specifically to set up a permanent infrastructure. And relatedly, is the United States willing to make a specific allocation for Ukrainian refugees? And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. <laughs> a friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, so this time. Szanowna pani redaktor. Do you uh, do you understand what just happened? This bubblehead just took a very serious question about the temporary infrastructure for the refugees from Ukraine in Poland. It was asked, what about this? It's only temporary. What is the United States going to do? Are they prepared to take Ukrainian refugees into the United States or more of them? It's a very serious question with some very serious implications. For three seconds, she turned and stood and looked over at uh, 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 President uh, uh, Duda. And then, as he stared back at her, she said, okay. And then she started giggling. And then she had no idea what to say. None whatsoever. And so she started giggling harder and louder. For what? A good four, five, six seconds? I don't know how long it was. I'll I'll time it. Before eventually somebody had to say, okay, okay, let's shut this, this, this bumbling, stumbling, walking giggle doll. Let's shut her up. President Duda, would you please address this? Right, listen again, and let's see if we can time it. I'll see if I can, uh, I've got a timer on this. Let me see if I make this Ukrainian refugees. And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. <laughs> That's the first giggle. Now a here we go. A friend in need is a friend indeed. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, first. okay, so this time. <laughs> She's still giggling. She's still giggling. She still, that was about eight seconds of, I don't know what you say. Can you please? <laughs> Bail me out, Mr. <laughs> Mr. President, because I, I can't talk as I'm just, it's, it's so funny, I can't say it. For God's sake, the woman is representing you and me and President Brandon to the rest of the world with the entire world watching. And what do we get? What do we get? I am here, standing here on the northern flank, on the eastern flank, talking about what we have in terms of the eastern flank and our NATO allies, and what is at stake at this very moment. So we get that. United States, to specifically accept And we get. (laughs) A friend in need is a friend indeed. (laughs) Okay, so this time. 
And, and did you hear how President Duda handled that too? And he's like, it's okay. It's okay. I know you don't know what to say. It's okay. I'll go. I'll go. I mean, he literally was like talking to a child who was like, you know, with, with a chin quivering and just, I don't know the answer. And, I mean, you know, the teacher, it's like the book report. Here, I'm doing a book report on a book I never read. I'm looking at the jacket cover and I'm starting and I've got nothing. I got nothing. And so I start laughing until the teacher says, it's okay. We know. We know. Just go sit down. That's what happened. The adult in the room told the giggling child, it's okay. Go sit down. My friends, I wish I had something more positive to say about this. I don't. And I don't think Joe Biden would either. But I do think, you know what he's doing right now? He's sitting back at the Oval Office, giggling his own arse off. Giggling his own head off. Because he sent the idiot to do the job just to make himself look better. We'll be back. When the government is so bad, you just have to laugh. (laughs) Always right with Bob France on AM 1420. The answer. You picked that rejoiner on purpose, didn't you, Hiles? <laughs> you son of a... <laughs> I mean, are you not? I, I swear to you, I'm ashamed. I am ashamed because you know what the rest of the world thinks whenever they send her over there to do these kind of things. The rest of the world thinks the Americans are just so stupid. The Americans are just so stupid. There, there's no other explanation how they can they can elect a bumbling idiot like Joe Biden mental and cognitive decline and then just a i don't know i'm looking like i said before i got to pop out a thesaurus or a dictionary and i got to find new words to describe kamala harris it is just so painful but i'm embarrassed to think that the people of poland think that this is the best the americans could come up with that the people of ukraine think this is the best that the americans could come up with that the people in the whole of europe in africa in australia in Asia, I think they literally, around the world, watching Ukraine being invaded by Russia, watching for the American response, this is the American response. And in every continent, and in every country where people are watching, they're thinking, this is the Americans. This is who's going to lead the response. This is who we're trusting to coordinate with NATO and figure out what can be done to stop Putin. This is what the Americans offer. This? I am here, standing here on the northern flank, on the eastern flank, talking about what we have in terms of the eastern flank and our NATO allies. It shames me as a voter to send that message to the rest of the world that this is the best we could come up with. I know you've got calls. I know you've got questions. But in Joe Biden fashion, I'm not taking them. At least at the moment. I've got news now in Jim Jordan next. If you're on hold, stay there, though. Unlike Joe Biden, I will eventually take it. Just not at this second. We'll be right back. Spreading the light of liberty and holding the line against the darkness of tyranny. Always right with Bob France on AM 1420. The answer. I am here, standing here on the northern flank, on the eastern flank, talking about what we have in terms of the eastern flank and our NATO allies. 
I bet if you put her on the spot and said, right now, what country are you in? You would have a pause before you heard a response. Uh, let's get a response now from uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative. He is uh, also the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. Congressman Jordan, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Bob. How are you doing? It always sounds I... like she's talking like she's like like we're all you know. She thinks her audience is all second graders when she speaks, which is just just. I mean, you have to laugh at it some at some point, but it's it's kind of crazy that that the vice president of the United States is, uh, communicates in that manner. And I don't know. I find it a little. Uh, I just find it ridiculous. Well, I find it both those things. I find it hilarious. That's why you're right. You have to laugh at it. I've been laughing at it for the last twenty minutes. Uh, but then you also have to hang your head in shame over it because, Congressman, and I just kind of said this <clears throat> before you came on. You know, the people in Australia are watching, the people in Asia are watching, the people in Africa are watching, the people all over Europe are watching, and the people in North America are watching, and South America, too. The world is looking at Ukraine. Here comes the American response. What is America going to do to rally uh, the rest of the world to try to stop Putin's invasion, to protect the people of Ukraine, stop a, a wider expansion of the old Soviet Union? Here come the Americans. What do we have? And that's what we send to the world stage. The whole world is looking right now at that stage with Kamala Harris and President Duda from Poland on it. And that's, they're, they're looking and going, that's, that's what we get. That's what the, that's the best the Americans can do. Congressman, I laugh in one moment and then I, I kind of hang my head in shame as an American thinking that's our representative in the next. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, um, the unfortunate, I guess, Thing is that it shouldn't surprise us because what have we seen for the last 14 months? I mean, we've talked time and time again. It started in Anchorage with the way the Chinese foreign minister treated our secretary of state. It's, it's it, and it just continues. When you have weakness, when you have when you mess up every single policy area, I mean, I, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. But yet it is, as you point out, it's the United States, and we see this kind of this kind of uh, communication or lack of communication, whatever you want to call it, um, it is frustrating. And, and, and you're right, it has implications for, uh, for, for everything. Everything the Biden administration has done has implications for America, the American people, particularly for America's middle class, America's lowest middle class, in fact, America's poor, uh, and they're all negative implications. They're blaming yeah. everything on Putin. Madam Circleback, Jen Psaki, said it again, and the White House seemingly is getting it trending with the hashtag Putin's price hike. This is all on Putin. Congressman, because we got $4.25 a gallon gas average nationally, it's over 6 bucks in California. It's on its way to that in Ohio. And it's all because Putin invaded 15 days ago. Congressman, I don't know about you, but I was around in, uh, you know, in uh, December and in, and in, in uh, September before that and in July before that. I was around for the last 13 months when gas went from under two bucks a gallon to over three bucks a gallon long before Putin ever stepped foot in Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. And contrary to how, how, uh, uh, the vice president speaks to the American people, the American people are smart. Uh, she may not think so, but they are. The American people understand this didn't start with Putin. This has been a problem brewing and growing uh, because of the decisions the Biden administration has made relative to the Keystone Pipeline, relative to uh, not allowing drilling in Anwar, relative to what they've done with federal leasing, uh, you know, leasing on uh, leases on federal land and, and drilling permits there. To just this animosity they have to oil and gas. We've talked time and time again about this, but I saw it in a committee hearing. Where where Ro Khan, the Democrat member, said to all the oil and gas executives at that hearing, "Will you pledge today to decrease production? Decrease production, which means you're going to drive the price higher." So that is 
that is what we have seen. Um, it didn't start with Putin. Now, this it certainly exacerbated the problem. And what's Joe Biden's decision there? Oh, let's ban gas from, from uh, and oil from Russia, which I agree with and support. But yeah. then let's go to other dictators like Venezuela and Iran. Instead of saying, let's ban gas from, from, from bad places, getting it from, from dictators, and let's do it and, and produce it here, which is the common sense solution that the American people understand. Yeah, but he'll never do that. And the reason why, I think, no, he won't. You, I he think won't. you explained it. On Hannity last night, very well. Let me let me uh, let me give you the, give everybody. The, the left controls the Democrat Party. The left is, you know, their religion is just climate change, and they don't feel it because, as I said before, they're the quote elite who live on the coast, and they forget about all the all the middle America, uh, all the families across our great country. As I said before, make things and grow things. And I think you were spot on there. It is the green. It is the green movement. The green weenies. Uh, I think somebody yesterday when I, they called the Prager Show said it's the gangrene. Uh, the gangrene movement is run. Joe Biden's foreign policy and his domestic policy. Yeah, and they and and they have a disdain for all of us in Middle America who maybe drive pickup trucks and who who, who make things or work in manufacturing, work in agriculture. As I said last night, make things and grow things. Remember what uh, what Colbert said? Oh, I'll just drive my Tesla. Oh. Well, yeah, I, let me tell you something. The, the, the bunch of the folks I get the privilege of representing, they can't drive. It. Remember what Anderson Cooper said when he said, "Oh, the Trump supporters, they they." Uh, they eat at Olive Garden and they stay at the Marriott. And I'm like thinking, for our family, Olive Garden and Marriott, that's a good weekend. But but that, that this gang that the, quote, elite have for us, regular families who bust our tail, who work hard every day, the folks I get the privilege of representing, is, is that, that just kicks me off. And it, you see it in this crazy climate change, Green New Deal baloney. So given everything that has been said, uh, and we know the reality of why the energy costs have spiked in this, in this country for the last 13 months, it is his policies. It is shutting down the construction of Keystone. People think he shut off the pipeline as if it was flowing. It wasn't. I don't, I don't, I don't portend to, uh, give false right. information. But in a year, a year's time, that 8% completion that it was at right now could be perhaps at 50%. And in another few months, it could perhaps be completed and turn it on and provide some relief. But between that and the banning of the federal uh, the leases for fracking on federal lands shutting down anwar and so forth we know what caused it the question congressman is how do we survive it how many months can we survive six seven eight dollars a gallon and because diesel fuel and the big rigs that bring us our stuff are are, are being yep. charged literally hundreds of dollars per fill up everything we buy on every store shelf that we see is also going to be spiked how do we survive that right. for the next several months yeah, and, and the numbers out today show that the inflation is, is going up again. Uh, yep. I just saw the, the Wall Street Journal today is going up because, again, when, you, when the price of energy goes up, that means to move goods around the country, which you have to do for everything, it's going to drive the price of those things up as well. And that's what we're seeing. The American people are going to speak out loud and clear. They're already doing that. I mean, you, you know, the American people spoke out loud and clear, and, and the Democrats says, oh, we're going to get rid of the mask and all the, all the mandates and stuff because the, politically they saw what, it, what was happening. The country gets it. Same thing is going to happen here now. You're right. The left is not going to embrace it. They're going to fight this because they believe in this crazy climate change uh, religion that they've adopted. So uh, we're just going to push back. And, and again, I think I think a big change is coming now. It's several months off, but I do think a big change is coming in the midterm uh, midterm elections. Yeah, I, and you know, I I do too. Um, and I think I think they do too. That's they're they're panicking. But I, I wonder at the end of the day, though, how much of a difference it will make. It'll be great if we have control of both houses, but we're never going to have uh, a, a supermajority enough yeah. to override a veto. Yep. And, and anything you guys pass to try to bring some relief and, and do the right things, you know Mr. Green over there is going to veto it. 
Yeah, and the, and the right and the administration is, you know, like you say, they're still going to be in control and still be the Joe Biden administration. So, um, and they're they're the left controls, as I said last night, the left controls that party, and they are committed to getting rid of the internal combustion engine, getting rid of oil and gas. I mean, they're 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 clear about it now, um, and they're going to do everything they can, including now blaming the oil company. To say that it's the oil company's fault. The other thing I think is so important. You mentioned the Keystone Pipeline. It's not just that the that the oil and gas will flow right away when you when you when you. It's the message that is sent. So think about the message that was sent in that hearing a few months ago when he said, "Will you pledge to the?" The Democrats are saying the message: We want to get rid of this. So which which forces oil and gas companies to, to start reevaluating things. That's the problem. It's a message that gets sent, which has an impact on the market, which has an impact on the price. So, yeah, if we say today we're going to open up the pipeline, even though the, the stuff may not be flowing right away, that's going to send the right message and going to help with the price and going to help with making the decisions because this is a, this is, this is a commodity and it's, and it's a market. So those, are, those, those, those decisions impact that. It sends the wrong message, which impacts the price. Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, you know, obviously price is determined by supply and demand, and that's what the markets do, is they speculate. They have speculated what's going to yep. rise, what's going to fall based yep. on the availability of more of that product. Well, in this case, the availability in America is about to go enormous. It's about to be, I think they said the estimate is 830,000 barrels per day of oil can be pumped through that Keystone XL pipeline when completed. And yes, the speculators will say, oh, pretty soon the Americans are going to have more than they need, and that is going to change the price. It's going to drop the price yep. of oil on the international yep. market. Exactly almost right. immediately and and again exactly. nobody nobody wants to play chess here nobody wants to think it through they just want to th- here's you know here's the response it's putin's fault putin did it putin yeah. did it and we can't do anything about it this is this is biden's Where's response it? we literally said we can do nothing about this now it's russia's responsibility and it's so disingenuous for jen Psaki to stand in the white house in the press room where you're supposed to give facts and information to the american people and stand there and and say it's the oil company's fault Say that that what they're doing with leases is 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 fine when everyone knows it isn't, and and to blame Putin and everything else. Look, Putin's a bad guy, and what he did is is, is as wrong as wrong could be, and it is certainly uh, his actions have certainly led to some of the increase in the price. But everyone understands this stuff was going the wrong direction um, uh, from from for, for a long, long time because of Biden policy. And you know who else understands that is Joe Biden himself. That's why two days ago when he announced yeah. the uh, banning of the importing of Russian oil, he at the end of the press conference, he said, I know you have a lot of questions. Then he said, but I'm not taking them and turned and walked away. <laughs> he, he, couldn't def- he cannot defend what he said when he said that my administration's policies are not responsible for this. It's simply not true. Yeah. And I'm not going to have to prove it to you. I'm out of here. Yeah, the country understands it. I mean, think about it. We have the worst border situation in the history of our country, the highest inflation in the history of our country. We have the highest gas prices in the history of our country, and we have the highest crime rates in most urban areas in the history of our country. And so when he gets up and says something on, on any issue, no one really believes him. That is, a, that is a terrible situation for our country to be in, where the commander-in-chief of our country, the president of our country, is just simply doubted because he's done everything wrong in the first 14 months of his presidency. No question about it. Congressman Jim Jordan, thank you for the time, sir. As always, I appreciate it. Keep up the good work. We'll talk again. All right. Take care. Uh, There he is, Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer. Um, It's it's mesmerizing. I said it yesterday. You know, I had had a caller, because I did the Prager show, in case you missed it. I filled in for Dennis yesterday. I had a caller from, uh, I want to say it was Chicago, who said, uh, Bob, it might have been L.A., I don't know. Uh, They run together sometimes, I apologize. Uh, Said, Bob, don't keep calling the Democrats dumb. 
Don't keep calling them stupid because of all of these policies. They're calculating. They know what they're doing. And there is truth to that. They are very calculated. However, the Democrats as a group, as a movement, as a party, are not dumb. They're calculating. And they're evil, quite frankly, with what they're trying to do. But individually, it just depends on the Democrat. And as I said to um, the caller yesterday, um, you know, when you're talking about Barack Obama, he's absolutely not dumb. In fact, he's very, very smart. He knew exactly what he was doing and what his intention was when he said he was going to fundamentally transform this country, and he didn't say he'd get it done in eight years. He would take major steps toward it in eight years, two terms, but he's still working behind the scenes now, five years later. He's smart, very calculating, not dumb at all. And then, on the other hand, you have... so. Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. I am here, standing here on the northern flank, on the eastern flank, talking. I mean, and then there's, then there are others. And yes, some Democrats are very, 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 very dumb. And I say that not to be mean. I say that simply out of... Quite frankly, out of uh, out of shame and sadness that that is a representative of my country. All right, nine fifty. I have time for your phone calls. Let's make them two one six nine zero one zero nine four five. Coming up on Always Right. All right, nine fifty three. We continue on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, thanks to uh, Congressman Jordan. Quick announcement before phone calls. I've been promising it for a while now. And it is finally live. I want you to start your day, and please bookmark this in your browser. Start your day with news from alwayswrite.us. It is my new uh, comprehensive uh, conservative news and commentary website. It is alwayswrite.us. Always right, as in never wrong, in U.S. As in not Russia, and not Canada, and not any other tyrannical uh, nation. Uh, .us. Of course, we've got to be careful before that becomes us, too. Uh, but in all seriousness, I want you to do it always right. You're going to see the uh, France Rants video of the day. I'll have a new video commentary every day or every day-ish. Uh, we'll have uh, highlights from the show right now. The featured radio highlight on the right side of the page is the interview I did yesterday with Ryan Salo, the JetBlue uh, passenger who is going to be suing JetBlue for denying him his rights. Uh, you're going to find tons of news. Top news stories are at the top of the page, a full and thorough presentation of all of the day's stories uh, that matter most. And again, it's from a conservative perspective, uh, so it's real news. It's not fake news. And you can find all of it every day to start your day at alwayswrite.us. That's alwayswrite.us. And by the way, quick feature of that that I love. I'm going to go to the phone calls here. What if you're listening on uh, the podcast? What if you're listening later on in the day because you can't listen live and you wish you could so that you could call in? The new feature on the alwayswrite.us website that I am most happy about and most proud of is the sound off feature. If you go to the right side of the page, there's a red button if you, as you scroll down a little bit, sound off. You click that button there and you are taken to a page where you can record your message for the show. Record your call, if you will. This is what you want to say or this is what you want to ask. I don't care if it, what time of day it is. It can be 3 a.m. I'll get it the next morning and I will play them on the air. So this way you can be heard whether you are listening to the show when it's live or not. So make sure you visit the sound off uh, feature there. And uh, indeed, sound off right here on AM 1420, The Answer, by way of alwayswrite.us. So please make a habit of visiting that page. 
Let's go to uh, Bill, who's calling us from, I don't know where. Bill, where are you calling from? Hello, from Bill? Mount Gilead? Oh, oh okay. Yeah, Mount Gilead? Sorry about that. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, down by Mansfield. Anyhow, I did a different thought on the whole Camilla thing. Is maybe it's Biden's handler sending her to stop the conservative uh, interest in possibly impeaching uh, Biden when they take control of the House and the Senate. Yeah, I, I've thought of that, and I thought literally, even though I kind of made a joke about paying it backward with Biden doing this to her, but in, in, in all seriousness, she is the failsafe. No matter how bad he does, she's the failsafe for him to keep his job, because they would never invoke the 25th Amendment uh, and, and replace him with her. As bad as he is, she's worse. And so that's certainly uh, kind of a kind of an ace in the hole, if you will, that that Biden has. Right. I just find it hard to believe that that woman has made it as far as she can, as far as she has, just on the way she speaks in general. Well, you, you, you are, I, I could not agree with you more. Her presentation is awful. That's why when she actually ran for president, which is just so comical, that's why she never got more than 1% of the vote before she, uh, or the, uh, in the polls before she dropped her campaign, even before it ever got started, because she spoke on stage so poorly and she presented so terribly, she never had a shot. And as to how she got there, Bill, thanks for the call, my friend. I think we all know who to blame for this. We all know who to blame for the fact that Kamala Harris right now is in the Oval Office, or as the vice president, rather, working with Joe Biden in the Oval Office. We know how Kamala Harris became a senator before that. There's one person to blame. That person's Willie Brown. Let's go to uh, Steve in Collinwood. Steve, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead, sir. Hello, Steve. Can you hear me, Steve? Do we drop Steve? Yeah. I am here. Okay, we got you. Go ahead, sir. I am here, sitting here on the northeast flank of Cuyahoga County in Collinwood. Well done, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Sitting in Collinwood. She's cuckoo for Cocoa Pups. She sounds like she's on drugs. She needs to drop a urine and do a drug test. That's it. I'm telling you. But there's 18... 18 to 21 percent of stupid out there that thinks everything is fine and think and thinks he's the, the Biden and, and she are the best thing since sliced white bread and and uh, stupid is like an immovable object you got to go around it you can't fight it wow Steve, it. brilliant brilliant phone call sir thank you God bless you that is phenomenal. And by the way, to that point, it's 18 to 20 percent who think everything's going swimmingly. Even they don't. I've been reading numerous Facebook posts in which people are calling out the 81 million and saying, hey, 81 million Biden voters, you're awfully quiet right now. Why don't you tell us how you think the country is going right now? And do you know what the overwhelming response is in the comment sections? The overwhelming response is, at least it's not the orange man, that racist, that misogynist. It's just he's not Trump, so things are great. He's not Trump, so I'm fine with seven bucks a gallon. He's not Trump, so I'm fine with empty shelves. He's not Trump, so I'm fine with 40-year high inflation. He's not Trump, so I'm fine with Russia invading Ukraine. He's not Trump, so I'm fine with a porous open border. That is their answer to everything, shockingly. Nancy in Cleveland, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning. Yeah, a comment and then two quick questions. I want Kamala Harris to be president. I want them to impeach Biden because I think when she gets up there, the Demo- I mean, the news media cannot cover up her stupidity uh, at all, and that will be the end of the Democratic Party because I saw an interview with Condoleezza Rice. That woman has brains on between her shoulders, and she could outdo uh, 
Kamala Harris any day about knowing her stuff, you know, being in the political sure, arena. Sure. Yeah. And then the other two questions is, are you going to invite any Democratic uh candidates uh to be on your show or they don't want to be on your show well most of the time when i get a democrat on uh, i get them once and that's it and they never come okay. back because they get okay, uh, then the, yeah yeah right and then the other thing is the one question you're not asking or anybody's asking is when you interview our conservative candidates mm-hmm. uh that are going to go for congress and the senate mm-hmm. i want to know what they're going to do or what they're going to try to do with all the illegals that Joe Biden deposited across this country. I mean, is there any kind of plan down the line that they would like to see? Are uh, what they're yeah. how they're going to deal massive with de- it? massive deportations, or are they just going to let it, let them settle in and stay here? No, it's a great question. And the pro- and thanks for the call, Nancy. I do appreciate it. And the problem, of course, is they'll say the right thing and say, "I absolutely want to make sure that everybody who's here is here legally," and that means illegals will have to go. But they'll say that for their campaign, and then when they get into Congress, they realize there's only a handful of them who are going to do anything about it, and the issue is dropped. But I'm with you. I appreciate the great call, Nancy. We'll take a time out here for news. Dr. Everett Piper next, AM 1420, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.